Salutations. Welcome to the Hopeful Humanist Cafe. I'm your host, Steve, the Hopeful Humanist. Today we're going to talk about ideas and flow, the good life, and resources for our spiritual toolbox. Welcome, listeners, old and new, to part two of the Peace Out Panda Movement. Our sponsor is, and it remains to be, the Peace Out sign. But I'm also going to add Angela Rolleman, who constructed the workshop that I went to on positive psychology, the science of happiness. She, in a homework assignment, uh, which challenged us to use strengths in new ways, kind of led to the whole idea behind the previous episode. So I'd also like to uh, thank her for that. Our word of the day is stimulus overload. I didn't even connect that word or define that word in the last episode. And so today I'm continuing with this idea of the Peace Out Panda Movement. Say hello to the Peace Out Panda Movement because I feel we have some unfinished business. The previous episode, I kind of told a couple stories about my experiment with saying hi, where the Peace Out Panda Movement concept came from. And I indicated that loneliness, which is a place that I ended up arriving to after my initial experiment with saying hello, is a public health crisis. But I didn't really give bunch of details about that and so I think you know if some if we're indicating that something's a social health crisis and and if there is stigma connected to it which I do think there is perhaps there should be a consciousness raising effort just to kind of normalize the experience that many people are having so our quote for today is when you say hello and make eye contact with a stranger you have the power to change their world and yours too and this comes from an article called Beyond the Classroom, The Power of Saying Hello. So before I continue, I'm going to just take a sip of my dandelion root tea and encouraging you to perhaps get a nice herbal tea yourself, get out your journal. Let's do some critical reflecting. So I indicated that this quote has some wisdom in it. And there are some studies that we can look at that will support the idea that there could be some really powerful benefits that people experience if they're able to and it's the right time in their world in their lives to experiment with saying hello to people when they go for walks my encouragement is for people to get out of their comfort zone into their stretch zone but not into their panic zone so this is going to be different for everyone right there's not one way to proceed with my invitation some people might just want to imagine some things some people might actually want to create a personal say hello campaign for themselves other people might just want to be aware and realize that you know they're not so alone in terms of experiencing their loneliness so what are some of the statistics here one study has indicated that in 1970 to 1980 11 to 20 percent of people were reporting that they were feeling depressed and that in 2010 that number went up to 40 to 45 percent in an article called loneliness is a significant issue in canada says doctor they identified that in a number of community studies, they're finding between 25 to 30% of Canadians across various age groups are reporting persistent loneliness and social isolation. There are some studies that identify that if you do something as simple as say hello to someone else, that this is a powerful way of building social connectedness, that small things make a difference, and that small things like this are contagious. So one study, and this study is from the article that I mentioned 
beyond the classroom, the power of saying hello. They did an experiment in Chicago on a commuter train ride. They had two groups. One group, they said, you know, you can talk, uh, initiate a conversation with a stranger. And the other, they said, you know, follow, I guess, the normal kind of etiquette or protocol while riding a commuter train and keep to yourself. Those who talked to a stranger reported having more positive experience than the people that kept to themselves. They were identifying in this article that the benefit of connecting with others is that it creates this contagious, positive, warm, fuzzy experience. And, and it lists a number of benefits to talking to people on a commuter train, i.e. the commute is faster, it can enhance professional networks, and for those who are insecure, talking to a stranger can help overcome fear and build confidence. And it gives you the power to make someone else smile and it's kind and it provides an opportunity for people to share new and inspiring ideas but you know once again let's be careful just because we're going to perhaps create a say hello personal campaign doesn't mean everyone's going to be excited about it right and one of the challenges to saying hello to other people what is an obstacle well we get back to our word of the day that was introduced in the uh, first part of this um, idea or this uh, this podcast discussion of say hello to the peace up pen and movement the word of the day is stimulus overload and because we live in a world where we're constantly pulled in different directions by different greedy institutions uh, an idea i brought up in episode three that you know the work wants all of us school wants all of us in a monk-like way that if you're a parent your children want all of you especially if you're like going back in canada to work after a year being with your your little one the the little one still wants to nurse the little, little one still wants to to breastfeed and you know all of a sudden you got to be back at work so you have to be really creative so we're pulled in all of these directions we have more and more things put on our plates and life is stressful many of us are in the stress response constantly and and loneliness is being in the stress response and and it's painful and so we try to do these things to help us cope. And the idea of stimulus overload is that we put on some perceptual blinders, right? So that we can focus on the task at hand. And this has a lot of benefits. There's a bunch of good that can come from this. But at the same time, we lose out on certain opportunities because when we're going out into this world and we don't realize the importance of something small as saying, hello to someone else with a smile we lose out on the opportunity to connect with other people there is this power to build the the warm fuzzies that i kind of just mentioned before simply by saying hi but we're trapped in our thoughts we're lost in our thoughts we're ruminating in our thoughts we're listening to our ipods we have our heads down so you know, there, there are these difficulties that we're up against and we need to unplug and lift your head up and look up and make eye contact. But we have this, these perceptual blinders on that keeps us from connecting with other people, right? So someone might be feeling lonely and, you know, we indicated that uh, the numbers are pretty staggering and the numbers go up when you're talking about the elderly, right? So if we're talking about the elderly, 80% of people 
sorry, I'll state that again. People 80 years and older are reporting that they're lonely 80% of the time. 1.4 million elderly are reporting that they are struggling with depression, right? So people that are depressed get sicker easier. They're more likely to die. They are dealing with declines in cognitive abilities. They're struggling with anxiety, substance abuse, and addiction. They have difficulty controlling issues such as high blood pressure and diabetes. They're struggling with hypertension. They have sleep sleep disturbances and and other things become intensely more complicated, like dementia, cancer, and heart diseases, when a person is struggling with loneliness. Now, there's one article that says loneliness itself doesn't directly cause health problems, but because of the loneliness, and another study indicated that loneliness is a precursor to depression. It doesn't always lead to depression, but when depression is something that is being experienced from someone, that the movement has gone from generally from loneliness to an intensified experience of loneliness that then manifests itself in depression, that because of this, then they might be more inclined because of desperation, feeling unappreciated, that uh, seniors might neglect their health. Other people might neglect their health, that they'll resort to unhealthy behaviors like smoking, drinking, and they're not taking their medication because there's no one there to encourage them to help them remember the importance of doing these healthy things because they're just not motivated. So if we go to Johan Hari in Lost Connections, he identifies that being lonely is painful. And you know when we're in pain, we're in the stress response and we're not able to make the best decisions. Our field of attention, our, you know, our, our awareness, the scope of our awareness is, is, is narrowed and limited. Right? So the two resources I want to highlight, the first one, which is a TED Talk by, I hope I'm saying her name right, Baya Wojtse, called A Simple Cure for Loneliness, identifies that one way that we can try to stand up to loneliness is to create rituals. And a a ritual is a repeated action that has an intention behind it. She goes in a direction that is very much from her experience. But I like this idea of creating an anchor of connection through ritual. And the idea I'm getting back to is, and I know I'm oversimplifying, and I'm not suggesting that the way to tackle loneliness is simply to get out there and be an ambassador of your own personal say hello campaign. But I do believe that this simple thing might be one step to make that difference. And so I'm inviting people to imagine what it would be like to go out, you know, unplug. And as you're walking, be mindful about saying hello, smiling, and looking at making eye contact with people, right? Because we are programmed for connection. We crave connection. And we have systems in place that allow us to clue in on, hone in on these different signs of inclusion or exclusion. And one way that you can make a difference is to maybe perhaps 
embrace a routine in which saying hello when you go for your daily walks is something that you engage in. The other, and I won't say much more about that TED Talk. I just encourage you to watch it. I think she does a fabulous job at really, in, in 20 minutes, talking about the terrain of loneliness and possible solutions for moving forward. The wiki how on you know four ways to deal with loneliness has one section that focuses on getting social and you know for people that might not be willing to go out and say hello yet or maybe they're not even comfortable just imagining what it would be like to do that there there might be some baby steps they might need to do and one could you know simply to start getting involved in activities that are interesting to them and when they go there they might be connecting with other people that are like-minded or have similar interests the other suggestion um, in terms of the wiki how is to challenge yourself to take initiative in a social relationship so that would be something that you know connects with the saying hello and and going out and experimenting with that and uh, you know if if that's too big then you know start by spending time with your family and in in terms of those interactions really try to become mindful of becoming a pleasant presence right so my goal today was to kind of finish some unfinished business to kind of tie up some loose ends and you know moving forward quite simply is to imagine invite people to imagine creating their own personal say hello campaigns also i wanted to be able to kind of just provide some information to normalize the experience of loneliness and for those that are afraid to identify something they're experiencing and the stigma that might go with it because the, the judgments about what kind of person you must be if nobody wants to spend time with you i would like to challenge that and to say that you know a whole bunch of us and in, in terms of social media we're reaching out in different ways and we're just not feeling connected we're not feeling fulfilled and what we need is we need to be in the presence of someone else and it needs to be a, uh, an interaction that is meaningful, right? So I, I also want to just encourage people to think about this a little more deeply and critically for themselves, right? You know, what is the difference between depression and loneliness, right? Just to remind ourselves about what it is that we're talking about. And so for depression, I want to remind people that it's much more than unhappiness. It's a clinical diagnosis, and it's a diagnosis made with the Diagnostic Statistic Manual 5 by professionals, psychiatrists and psychologists. And it's also sometimes called major depression, and it's a complex mood disorder, and it's caused by a variety of factors, you know, in, including genetic predispositions, personality traits, stress, brain chemistry. And while it can go into remission, depression is not something a person could simply get over, right? But but there is hope to find ways to stand up to it. Now, de, the loneliness, in terms of what we've been talking about, because it didn't really provide a definition, is that loneliness is a complex and usually unpleasant emotional response to isolation. You know, it's it, in terms of one's connectedness to others, loneliness is something that there is an absence of being connected to someone else, and that because of that, we are doing harm to our, like our mentally and physically, 
there are consequences. There's one other interesting piece of data that I found, and it says that loneliness is even unhealthier than obesity. Once again, they encourage us to all think about this as a public health priority. And they say that social isolation contributes as strongly to mortality as does smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. And, and it's saying it has more of a negative effect on us than the positive effect of exercise. Right? So when we can start connecting with other people, and they can be a part of our world, and we can have meaningful interactions, those interactions are going to be so more powerful and allow us to maybe start taking better care of ourselves, engaging in exercise, taking our medication if we need to take our medication. So I'm just going to have one more sip of my dandelion root tea. I hope that uh, you've been enjoying this conversation so far. I'm coming to you once again from my Zoom H1 handy recorder as my makeshift studio is not yet in service. We do got the uh, house project done in terms of this demand, the demand from this greedy institution, my home, and uh, the laminate flooring's down and I'll be able to get back to the studio. So I hope that the listening quality, the sound quality is agreeable to you. Uh, it's definitely always on my radar. So this is something that we need to be mindful of. And there's one last statistic I want to share with you that uh, in from Statistics Canada in 2016, they noted that 20% of households are single-person households, right? So more and more people are living with themselves. And I want to reframe that, right? Because notice how I said that. I think that there could also be some benefit in terms of knowing the difference between depression and loneliness to just kind of teasing out the difference between loneliness and solitude. Loneliness is when you're by yourself and it's unpleasant and 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 you're feeling you're in you're in that stress response and and it's painful solitude is that opportunity for you to recognize that you're in a relationship with yourself with oneself and that there can be some really positive and pleasant opportunities of waiting for a person who recognizes that you know they have specific needs, beliefs, values, interests, and intentions, and that they can nurture the relationship with one and with, with themselves, and that they can perhaps go out, have a walk with oneself, in nature with oneself, and that as you're passing by other people and you're unplugged, you can share a smile, and that you can experience connectedness and solitude all at once, and that that can be powerful. So I think that I've really just touched the tip of the iceberg. I'm not an expert on loneliness. As I've said in uh, previous podcasts, you know, as the hopeful humanist, I am just some guy sharing some thoughts, sharing some resources. Really encourage you to put on your critically reflective lens, uh, your critically reflective hat, and look at the resources yourself. I'm going to include all the, the different links. But kind of getting back to the original idea that I shared in the first part of this podcast, say hello to the Peace Out Panda movement, there could be some really creative ways to 
interact with other people when you're going for a walk, have some fun. And that's where I brought in the idea of the Peace Out Panda movement. So I, I can imagine that in the next little while, I'm probably going to be ending a number of my podcasts with Peace Out Panda. And I, I think it's playful. It perhaps rolls off the, the tongue in an odd way the first couple times, but it definitely brings a smile to my face. I'm hoping it's going to bring a smile to your face. I hope I didn't miss anything here. I know it's a big conversation. And if anything, hopefully I'm going to encourage you to think about what your relationship with loneliness is like. And I shared before that all feelings are neither good nor bad. They're information about how we're doing in the world, right? And we can have relationships with the different feelings that we find that come into our lives. And there are healthy ways of navigating loneliness and there are unhealthy ways. I identified that some people, you know, because they're feeling under uh, unappreciated and desperate that they might engage in some unhealthy behaviors like smoking, drinking, not taking their medication. There could also be some healthy ways. And if you go to the WikiHow website, at the very beginning, when they're exploring the experience that a person has with loneliness, they encourage people to do some meditating. They encourage people to do some reading. They encourage some people to do some journaling and kind of identify, become aware of, become curious about understanding your feelings of loneliness and then talking about it, knowing that if you're feeling it, you're not alone and perhaps together you can create some community and construct an action plan that helps you get out of your comfort zone, into your stretch zone and to really figure out ways to connect with those people around you that are important to you. So that's it for now. From me to you, peace out, Panda.